0: We find ourselves in the first weeks of the new church year in this season of Advent, and this season is quickly coming to a close as we reach the fourth Sunday of Advent today. Throughout this entire year, we will be hearing, for the most part, on Sunday morning from the Gospel of Matthew. This is one of the good aspects of having accounts of the life of Christ from four different ancient authors, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, This wonderful complementarity between them, a richness to these accounts of the words and deeds of our Lord. And so each of them gives us kind of a unique perspective on these central events of history. Take the story of Christ's birth, for example. St. Luke narrates it very much from the perspective of the Blessed Mother. Mary plays a very prominent role in his infancy narrative, but St. Matthew, on the other hand, gives St. Joseph a more prominent place. We hear more about him in St. Matthew's Gospel, and today's Gospel in particular teaches us much about St. Joseph. Did you know, by the way, that Our Lady and St. Joseph are the only two saints that are mentioned in every single Mass, every Eucharistic prayer, mentions the Blessed Virgin Mary and her spouse, St. Joseph? because they have a certain pride of place among all the saints. You and I may be devoted to one or another of the literally thousands of of saints that have been canonized over the ages, but every one of us is called by the church to have a devotion, a love for these two in particular. So today I'd like to reflect with you briefly on three fundamental lessons that we learned from St. Joseph in this brief gospel passage this morning. The first is humility. We're told that when St. Joseph realized that Our Lady was with child, he decided to divorce her quietly. It's often assumed that St. Joseph suspected Mary of being unfaithful to him. Although they hadn't yet come to live together, by the Jewish law of betrothal, they were already considered husband and wife. And so many would say, Joseph confronted with this reality, believed that Mary had broken her fidelity to him. And so he made this decision to divorce her quietly because of that. But there's a very different way to read this passage. And one that is actually much more prominent and common among the earliest Christian commentators, the fathers of the church. And this way of reading the passage says, St. Joseph wasn't suspicious of Mary. He knew her probably better than anyone else did. And if it's true, as we say it is, that Mary was immaculate, she was without blemish or sin, he would have known well her holiness and her unwillingness to compromise her relationship with God through sin. So this other way of reading the passage sees Joseph not as suspicious of her, but in a way we could say suspicious of himself. He understood that something quite holy and miraculous was at work within his bride. And he felt very deeply his own unworthiness, To put himself in the middle of it. To assert himself, if you will, as having a part to play. And he realized it wasn't all about him. That's humility. And so he was going to quietly step back. Happy to just fade away into the background. To remove himself from the picture. Because of what was happening in her until the angel, as we heard in the gospel, assured him that he too was part of God's plan for this child miraculously conceived by Our Lady, the humility of St. Joseph. The second lesson that we learn from St. Joseph is the necessity of love for Mary. The angel said to St. Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home words that clearly meant something quite unique for him. But in a way, we can hear in these words of the angel also an exhortation for all of us. There's a false notion that is sometimes bandied about that says to take Mary into the home of our hearts would be an obstacle to our relationship with Christ, as if Somehow, having devotion for her would squeeze Jesus out of our lives, but that's not the case. In fact, what is the case is that God chose to give us His Son to save the world by sending the Savior through Mary. He came to us through her, and He still comes to us through her. Our Lady's only desire is to draw us to her son We can imagine her there in the stable for example when the shepherds and the magi arrived drawing them in inviting them to adore the newborn king that's her role for each of us and so like saint joseph we should not be afraid to take mary into our homes in fact we should Be generous in doing so because she, more than anyone else, will help us to love Jesus with all our hearts. In any way, if Christianity means following the example of Christ, that means loving Mary. St. Maximilian Kolbe said it so beautifully. Never be afraid of loving the Blessed Virgin too much, he said. You can never love her more than Jesus did. St. Joseph teaches us about Mary and devotion. And lastly, St. Joseph teaches us the importance of obedience. When he awoke, we're told in the gospel, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. Simply to know that something was God's will was enough for St. Joseph. He didn't need long explanations. He didn't demand proof in answer to questions he had. If God willed it, he would do it. Obedience. How often, on the other hand, do we in our pride refuse obedience? Christ and his church exhort us to live in a certain way, but but we're slow to obey if it doesn't make absolute sense to us. Maybe it's the centrality of our Sunday obligation, or maybe it's the requirements of Catholic sexual morality that. Part of the moral teaching of the church is that certainly is very countercultural. Or maybe it's the church's call to us to regularly receive the sacrament of confession. Whatever it may be, whatever we may struggle to understand, St. Joseph invites us to trustful obedience. Even if we don't get all the ins and the outs of God's will, nonetheless, to trust to obey. Disobedience wearies God, to borrow the words of the prophet Isaiah today. Obedience, on the other hand, pleases God and allows him to work profoundly in our lives. St. Joseph has so much to teach us, we've barely scratched the surface, but it's enough for now for us to learn from him these three lessons today, humility, humility, devotion to the Virgin Mary, and obedience. And perhaps especially in these final days of Advent, this next week as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, what a gift it would be to our Lord to put these things into practice, to look for ways this week to be humble, to love Our Lady, to obey the will of God. If we do that, Then like St. Joseph, who was called righteous, a righteous man by St. Matthew, if we do that, if we follow his example, then we too, by God's grace, can truly become righteous men and women, saints for his kingdom. St. Patrick, pray for us.